Yo, monkeys, it's me, P-P-P, the king of bada the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion. And you, well, you, monkey, you're listening on the S&S Network. Stay tuned or you will feel Big Daddy Cool Diesel slash Kevin Nash. You're listening on the FNS Radio Network. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA. And you're listening on the FNS Radio Network. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. This is Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels, Mr. Hall of Fame, 2011. And you are listening on SNS Radio Network. See ya. And I wouldn't want to be here. Hey, you listen on the SNS Network, and that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold said so. Is listening. Due to some violent content, parental discretion is advised. I'm mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take it anymore. I'm mad as hell about these freaking whores who have pimped and raped and prostituted the sport of professional wrestling right down into the ground, right down into the gutter, right down into the circus with all the clouds. I'm mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take it anymore. It's still real to me, damn it. What you gonna do when Hulkamania and the largest arms in the world destroy you? As I lock eyes with a warrior that has his face painted and the outer edges of his faceplate interlock with each other, then I know that that warrior is ready to make that sacrifice so that I shall live. Wow, man, freak out! Limousine riding! Jet flying! Kids stealing! Wheeling, dealing! Seven against! Woo! I have obtained the goals that many men only lay in bed and dream about night after night. I have wined and dined with kings and queens, and I've slept in alleys and dined on pork and beans. You will rest in peace. And that's the bottom line. What? Because Stone Cold said so. It's just a man. It's showtime, folks! Well, you know something, Gino. The new world order is taking over professional wrestling. Are you ready? I said, are you ready? Do I have everybody's attention now? 
In anybody else's hands, this is a microphone. In my hands, it's a pipe bomb. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Wrestling News Live with the bad boys of wrestling radio. And you two jabronis don't even have enough class to introduce yourself? What is your name? Wrestling. It doesn't matter what your name is. Here are your hosts, the Trey Dog and JJ Sexay. All right, guys, good evening. Welcome to another edition of Wrestling News Live right here on the SNS Radio Network. Of course, I am yours truly, Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps, sex A. Got a lot to talk about on tonight's broadcast. We're going to be running down the happenings of last night's Monday Night Raw, which was actually Shawn Michaels' appreciation night. We'll talk a little bit about that after the fact. The latest news and headlines from wrestling-online.com. I'm sure the Trey Dog will let everyone know how his weekend was with the TNA house show that uh, was in Tulsa on, I think, Saturday night. So a lot to talk about on the program, plus your phone calls and your emails later in the show. The email, of course, wnlshow at yahoo.com. And uh, we'll be throwing up the number a little later in the broadcast. But with that being said... A lot to cover and a little bit of a time to get it done. With that said, I am uh, going to bring it over and bring in my co-host, of course, the founder and host of Wrestling News Live. Ladies and gentlemen, the dog is in the house. Guess who's back? <laughs> Oh my goodness gracious, where to start? What an eventful weekend. On all fronts. (laughs) Oh man, so much to talk about, so much I can't talk about. The wrestling gods tried to prevent me from going to the show. It was just a wild weekend. And because of it, I slept all day Monday. I even slept through most of Raw. I had to go back and watch Raw today. Thank God. Thank God for the recording, because I would have missed almost the entire show last night. However, it was a fun weekend, I have to admit. Got to hang out with some of my boys over the weekend, do a little catching up. Got to uh, meet Miss Tessmacher, that's always a good thing. I found out that the dude that handles merchandise for TNA is a complete cocksucker. More on that as we go. Don West is completely missed, I promise you. Anyway, how was your weekend, partner? Uh, well, I think you know, my weekend wasn't exactly the greatest. Eventful. It was rather eventful, yes. Definitely want to thank Mindwipe for uh, getting us back to the promised land of being visible and, and hearable, I guess, listenable. Absolutely. A lot of hard work that guy put in in a short time, so thanks to him and 
everybody involved on that on that end of things. I wish I could be more help, but that's just not my area of expertise. But it's up and running, and I'm glad for that. Me too. No, I learned a lot of interesting things about TNA this week, and I actually sat down and had dinner Sunday night with uh, Austin Aries, Storm, and Zima Aya. We all went out and had dinner together. And, uh, again, just things I can't say, but to sit and listen to them talk, you know, it's amazing some of the things you hear, you know, um, just a lot of stupid things. But I was blown away at, Again, we talked about the the main topic of our conversation was TNA advertising and the lack thereof. You know, uh, and Storm brought up a good point. Their their trucks that they brought the ring from Florida, they drove all the way from Oklahoma to Florida, or from Florida to Oklahoma rather, with the ring, and they used three trucks. And, and this is the first house show I've been to since they were at. Um, oh, what was the name of the building in Springfield? The Shrine Mosque. They had a house show at the Shrine Mosque in Springfield a few years ago, probably five years ago now, four or five years ago. And their entry, their entryway to the ring was a bunch of shit you would buy at Spencer's Gifts. You know, I'm talking about just little random lights and twirlies and black light shit. But, you know, you'd get a Spencer's gift, one of those little, you know, disco balls. And it was just cheesy shit with a black curtain that they walked through. And now they've actually got the impact ramp that's got the lights on it and says impact wrestling. You know, it looks decent for a house show. Probably, I mean, and, and that's not saying the WWE was much better at their house show. They just had a black curtain. They didn't have any lights, no Titan drawn, nothing like that. So this was actually pretty cool looking that they had the, that to walk through. Um, I had, let's see, one A, B, C, D, E. Um, I was in the sixth row middle on the floor where they came out. And I didn't like my seat because I, I'm claustrophobic and I don't like being surrounded by a bunch of stinky people. And you get a different kind of fan to the house show than you get, at, let's say, a TNA Impact or a Monday Night Raw. Same thing with a pay-per-view where the ticket prices are a little bit more pricey. You get a different si- different different kind of clientele. To a house show that's virtually doesn't cost anything, you just... I told Storm, it reminds me of why I don't tell many of my friends that I'm a wrestling fan. And I said, I don't know what's harder, telling people I'm a wrestling fan or him telling people he's a wrestler when they ask what you do for a living. But there were people at this show that... They're the kind of people that think that a title change might take place at a house show. You know, they really believe that because Jeff Hardy won a battle royal to begin the night that he's going to win the belt from Austin Aries later in the night. And it's just not going to happen. But they don't know that. They think it's, you know, they're the it's still real to me, damn it, crowd. You know. But we were talking about advertising and, and you know they did a decent crowd in Tulsa not not huge by any stretch but better than I expected and you know one of the things Storm said to me was you know I saw this this mother and this child talking to him in Austin areas when we walked in to where we were where we went to go eat and they didn't even know wrestling was in town they knew that he was a wrestler and they got an autograph and a picture but they didn't know that wrestling was even in town and what's funny is is that in their defense, I was watching TV on Friday, 
you know, Friday morning and uh, the local morning show on television was giving away tickets to the 10th caller, but they didn't say anything about TNA or Impact. They just called it the wrestling show in town. That's just bad marketing. Bad marketing. There wasn't any mention, to my knowledge, on any of the country radio stations that I listened to, and I listened to all three of them. We got four of them here in Tulsa. I listened to three of the four. One of them is an old-school country station. I don't listen to much of it, but the three newer stations I listened to, not any real mention of the show. And the three trucks that they drove the ring and the gear in were all plain white rider moving trucks, you know? I mean... Like Storm said, we're sitting there eating dinner. He said, why don't, why don't you put Hogan and Sting on, on a truck and put Impact Wrestling and, and put our faces on something so that people see it drive through town? They go, oh, shit, TNA's in town. Or at least Hogan's in town or Sting's in town, something, you know. And uh, that's what they asked me. You know, Have you heard, Did you hear anything about it? And I said, man, the only reason I knew TNA was going to be in Tulsa was when I was looking to get Bronx his tickets for New York. I had to have the exact date. So I went to their website and looked at their tour, and that's how I found out. Had I not been getting those tickets for Bronx, I'd have never found out. I'd have never known, you know. And props to Jeff Hardy and Miss Tessmacher, and I'll tell you why. Because they did a deal at intermission where if you bought the Tessmacher flag for $10, she would sign it and take a picture with you. And she stood there and took pictures with a ton of people. And then Jeff Hardy... After his loss to Austin Aries, he puts his hair up in a ponytail, puts his t-shirt, one of his t-shirts on. They bring him a t-shirt for merchandise. He puts one of his t-shirts on and then takes pictures with everybody in the arena, in the ring. And he stayed until the last fan got their picture and autograph. We were at the hotel. We had already gone out to eat and gone back to the hotel to organize our plans when Jeff and his wife and, and kid came in. That's how long they stayed at the arena. So prop, props to both of them for doing that. Just another thing that they do that, you know, makes it more personable to the fan. Very cool. You know. But all in all, it was a great night. It was six matches. They had a battle royal. They had a knockouts match between Tess Bunker and Gail Kim. Zima Ion is over like Rover. People can't stand that guy. And, and he was wrestling Douglas Williams, who isn't exactly a fan favorite, but... The crowd was going nuts for Douglas Williams because they wanted him to beat Zima Ion so bad. And then Storm wrestled. And it's just it's little things like this. Like Storm wrestled Samoa Joe. Well, those are the top two guys in the Bound for Glory series. But it wasn't a Bound for, it wasn't a Bound for Glory series match, so it didn't count towards the point total. However, there was a Bound for, Glorious series, Bound for Glory series match on the card. It's just weird. It's just little shit like that. And I said, well... You know, when, when JB tweets that Samoa Joe beat you in a one-on-one match, doesn't that go against your points? He said, no. <laughs> and he just looked at me and said, stop trying to figure it out. You'll, you'll hurt yourself. Well, you know, Trey, there's an unspoken rule. If it doesn't happen on TV, it doesn't really happen. Well, that's true, but but they had a Bound for Glory series match right before that where they announced it as, this match counts as seven points or ten points or blah, blah, blah. The Bound for Glory series. And then JB explained what that was to the fans that might not know. Which, from your description, was probably the whole arena. Probably. I was surprised at how many people were there in TNA merchandise, though. Old TNA shirts or, you know, current TNA shirts. The merchandise guy is a douchebag, though. I got an email the day of the show. 
around noon from, and I'm not even going to mention names, but the lady that's in charge of house shows. A name that I bet you don't know, and you're in the wrestling radio business. A name that the general fan wouldn't know works for TNA. And she emailed me and said, I want you to, at halftime, at the intermission, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> at intermission, I want you to go meet such and such backstage and uh, give him your name. You're on the list. Not Robbie E. Um, so I don't, I don't print the email. I just write down the guy's name and take it with me. Well, John Q. Fan that just bought a ticket to the house show wouldn't know these two people work backstage for the company. And the one guy I see that's got any power is the new merchandise guy that's replaced Don West. And I walk up to him and I go, hey, man, I need a favor. He goes, what's that? And I said, well, I'm supposed to go backstage for the intermission meet and greet. And I'm supposed to give my name to this individual and I give him the guy's name when I get back there. And he says, oh, well, I... I, I, don't know anything, I don't know anything about it. You got an email? I said, well, I didn't print the email. No. And he goes, well, if you don't have the email, I can't help you. I said, well, how in the hell would I know these two people's names? Well, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just I, If you don't have the email with the proof, I can't help you. I said, so you're trying to tell me that everybody in here knows these two people by name and that I'm trying to pull a scam? I'm busy, man. I don't have time for this. And he took, turned around and walked off. No more than two minutes later, I get a tap on the back, and it's Rick, the sign guy. And he's like, hey, man, what's going on? I was like, hey, what's up, buddy? We started talking, took a picture together, you know, having a good time bullshitting. This merchandise dickhead comes over and goes, hey, sign guy, what's going on, man? And Rick was like, hey, how are you? You know, blah, blah, blah. Rick's just nice to everybody that comes up to him. And the guy goes, can I get a picture with you? And hands me his iPhone and goes, will you take the picture, bro? And I wanted so bad to go, no, I'm too busy. I don't have time for this. But I didn't. I took the picture, gave the guy his iPhone back. Rick walked off. The, side, the, the, the merchandise guy turned around and looked at me, and I said, dude, I said, I know you deal with a lot of bullshit on a daily basis from fans. But seriously, how would I know these two people by name if I didn't have intel and wasn't told to go talk to them backstage? Well, you're going to have to get with Borash or somebody on that side, man. I don't have time for that. But you have time to come over here and take a picture with Sign Guy? Uh, again, man, I, if you don't have an email, I don't, I don't have any answers for you. I said, you know what? Fine, dude. Whatever. So I walk off, and they're about to start the next half of the show anyway. I go smoke a cigarette come back in. Later in the night, I'm sitting in the hotel lobby with Storm, and we're waiting for the other guys to come out, and we're watching the Olympics. And that dude walks up and goes, oh, hey, what's up, man? I was like, don't fucking, hey, what's up, man, me? And he just sat there and looked at me. I was like, you were a complete douchebag to me at the show. And now you see me sitting here talking to James, and you're like, oh, what's up? You know, and the guys did nothing but make fun of him the whole time we were at dinner anyway. So I was pretty pissed off about that. I don't know what I missed. Probably nothing, but, you know, it's just the point. I hate people like that. Kind of sucks. So... Without proof, you know, it's like, how would I know these people if I didn't have proof, you dick? You know, so I just let it go. But other than that, man, I had a great time. I had a flat tire on the way to the show, so that's why I was saying they were trying to keep me from getting there. But other than that, it was a pretty good trip. 
Good time. It was nice to have it in my backyard where I didn't have to go very far. Very cool. That's about all I can, that's about all I can mention from the trip. Well, sounds like you had a pretty good time. Uh, with that being said, why don't we go ahead and uh, bring on the unofficial third leg of the tripod, ladies and gentlemen, the Bronx father, Tony Mirabella. What's going on? Hey, guys. What's up? The tripod? <laughs> the tripod? Sure. The tripod. The third wing of the tripod. Why not? <laughs> there you go. What's up, Bronxy? Not much, man. Sounds like you had a great time. You know, it's interesting. Uh, it seems like there's a, a formula that they follow because... The guy who did the pictures and the signing of the $10 merchandise when I went to my house show was, um, I believe it was Dave and Earl Hebner, uh, signed referee shirt picture with them. And the guy who hung out in the arena afterwards, I remember I told you that night, was uh, the Stinger. And unfortunately, I, I regret that I couldn't hang out long enough because I would have paid the 20 bucks to get a picture. But I was already on my way out and there was like a million people ahead of me. But oh, yeah. looks like they do that all the time. Yeah, they've been using Austin Aries. They've been using Sting. I mean, it's just a different person every night, but that's still cool of them to stay until every fan gets an autograph. Yeah, no doubt. But uh, glad you had a good time, man, and glad you got to go. Sounded awesome. Yeah, I had a fun time. I mean, other than the flat tire, I had to change in 100-degree heat. That sucked. Man, yeah. But other than that, it was a pretty good time. Cool. Well, with that said, why don't we go ahead and jump into uh, the happenings of last night's Raw. I'm going to be real honest with both of you. I didn't watch the show. I had other things really? going on. So I have no idea what happened. So, Bronx, <laughs> make sure you fill me in. It's time for your WNL Monday Night Raw recap with Don Bronx, the Bronx Father. Raw starts off with our GM in the ring, AJ. She announces a couple of matches for the evening, namely Big Show versus Randy Orton and Daniel Bryan versus John Cena. CM Punk comes out and interrupts her. He says he knows how hard it is to be disrespected, and last week he was completely out of line. He apologizes to AJ, and uh, she accepts. Thank you. Now, hopefully you and I can continue to be friends and I know you've been saddled with this great responsibility of being Raw General Manager. You're bound to fall flat on your face from time to time and make giant mistakes like you did last week when you put the WWE Champion in a match where he doesn't even have to be pinned, where he doesn't even have to submit to lose the title. So while we're out here in front of everybody, why don't we just cancel the triple threat match at SummerSlam? I am new at this, and I am going to make mistakes. But the triple threat match at SummerSlam is not one of those mistakes. My decision stands. And um, John Cena comes out and says, you know, CM Punk, I never thought you'd become one of those guys. You know, one of those guys who basically comes out, complains, comes out and, and says about respect. And John Cena goes into a whole typical Cena promo where he says respect has to be earned. He says it's CM Punk's fault it's not a one-on-one -on -one because he basically interfered last week and caused uh, both guys, the Big Show and, of course, John Cena, to basically get uh, 
neither man won. So at the end of the day, it would have been a one-on-one if you would have stayed out of it. And he's right. Then the big show comes out and doesn't get to say a word because AJ puts a stop to all that and says that tonight on Twitter, you will be able to choose CM Punk's opponent and your choices are The Miz, Kane, or Rey Mysterio. And we'll find out when they come back from commercial. We're told Brock Lesnar is, a, is at Monday Night Raw. Rey Mysterio is voted in. So we have Rey Mysterio versus CM Punk. And Rey Mysterio gets beat clean with the GTS by CM Punk. Now, the only reason I mention this is because it gets much better. Del Rio is shown pulling into a private parking lot with Rodriguez. He parks his car, gets out, and gets ready to do his thing for the night. The next thing we see is a rather interesting spot, promo, if you will, by one Mr. Wade Barrett. And I thought this was kind of spooky and very, very well done. Where I come from, an onslaught of fury is the only way to survive. Survival leads to escape. But with escape, callous souls soften and you become vulnerable. When the fire inside you burns out, you have to go back into the abyss to reignite the flame. Barrett, and my barrage has just begun. And I like that. I thought it was visually, it was, it was, man, it almost reminded me kind of like what Bane went through in the Batman, in the last Batman movie, just showing like Barrett fighting for his life. It, it was pretty cool. It makes me wonder what they're planning with this guy. And I hope they're doing something that gets him over. But Alberto Del Rio shown in the back talking to AJ. He says she's doing a great job. And uh, he says, you have nothing scheduled for me. But then he says, I'm glad to see you haven't done anything crazy, which pisses AJ off. And she says he's going to have a match next, which it turns out to be against Christian. Christian ends up tapping out and Alberto Del Rio getting the win. And next we see Sheamus in Alberto Del Rio's car saying, you know what, fella, when Rodriguez parks the car for you, he should remember to take the keys. And basically Sheamus jacks Del Rio's car and drives out of the arena. Our next match, we have the Big Show versus Randy Orton. And this match, strangely enough, ends in a double countout on the outside. Neither. Yeah, this this match right here, I, I I thought this was a great match for the time that they gave it. Right. And the reason I say that is because whether it was ring rust or not, you could tell Randy wasn't 100% like he was when he left. It almost looked like a guy who'd been out for a month and come back. And I liked the way that they, and they do this a lot with, with Big Show against Cena. They did it a little bit when it was Big Show versus CM Punk in the main event. 
more so CM Punk and Big Show, I think, than Cena and Big Show because they let Cena act like a big guy. But they make it almost impossible to take the Big Show off of his feet. And, you know, the fact that they went and they fought on the outside, they fought on the inside, they fought again on the outside. The match basically ends when Orton runs Big Show into the steel post on the outside. Big Show turns around, Orton tries to give him the RKO, and Big Show shoves Orton away and then gives Orton the spear. It was perfectly timed out to where both men would hit the floor at about the 8 of a 10 count. So that when both men hit the floor, the official just said, 9, 10, ring the bell, ring the bell, and it was a double count out. Now, if that was the, if that was the way they were going to end this match, that would have been fine for me. But this was my only beef with Raw, believe it or not, that I know of right now. They end the match to where it's a double DQ and nobody gets over on the other one. But then they let Big Show roll Orton into the ring and then Orton gives Big Show the uh, RKO and stands in the turnbuckle like he was actually the winner and they play his music. Right. So in a sense, your last image of the match is Orton going over. Even though it was, a, a, a you know... Double DQ. If they were going to do that, I almost wish they would have just, and it would have been perfect the way they had it set up. If you can remember last night's finish in your head, work with me on this. Orton goes for the RKO and Big Show pushes him away to give them the separation so Big Show could hit the spear. If Orton could have just stepped out of the way and thrown Big Show, like sideswiped him into the steel steps and then jumped in the ring under the bottom rope for the 9-10 and got the win. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I'm not sure. Maybe I it just, was... I'm not a big fan of double countouts and, and, and a match that took that much time and went that... I mean, it was, it was very back and forth. There was no clear-cut winner in this match. They went back and forth for a long time. It was a great match, especially being two different size individuals. I just hate it when you work that hard, and I shouldn't complain. I'm not the one working in the ring. I'm not breaking a sweat at all watching it on TV. But I hate when two guys bust their ass that hard to accomplish something, and then it's just a double count out. I just think they were afraid to make either guy look weak. I mean, Orton's Orton. And the Big Show was one of your number one contenders for the title. So I think they kind of got cold feet on giving you a definitive winner. But you're right. The way it ended, in, in your subconscious, Orton ended up really winning. Which tells me that it was as much of a push as Big Show has received lately, they're not, gonna pun they're not, they're not in the business of punishing Orton right now. Hmm. It's, I, I take that from that, yeah. So, all right, go ahead, man. Okay. We have Ryback in a handicap match versus Tyler Rex and Kurt Hawkins. And surprise, Ryback goes over. The primetime players versus Epico and Primo. Uh, once again, during the match, the primetime players try their usual stuff with AW. Tell them, let's go. Let's get out of here. But R-Truth and Kofi Kingston cut them off this time. They're not able to get out, they have to get back in the ring, and Epico and Primo actually get the win. Now, next, we see a guy who's starting to grow on me a little bit. Damian Sando 
his mm. show backstage and says he won't tolerate any stupid behavior and dancing is a stupid behavior that people shouldn't have to watch. He says that basically that he's going to rid us of Brodus Clay tonight in his match. This match never takes place. Sando attacks Brodus Clay on the ramp and just takes the hell out of Brodus's leg. I mean, beats him down on the ramp in every way possible, appearingly to cause a serious injury to that leg. And it ends with Sandow basically saying, thank you, and walking out, and Brodus laying there, funk on a gurney. <laughs> they show Daniel Bryan in the back talking with AJ, and he says that he agrees with her making him fight Cena tonight. But what I liked, he said, you know what, if I win then the title match at SummerSlam should be a four-way. You should put me in that title match. He's right. Of course, I agreed. I agreed. She says, though, you already have a SummerSlam match against Kane. And, of course, she starts saying, no, no, no. Our first and only Divas match tonight, we have a returning, yes, she's back, Kelly Kelly versus Eve Torres. Kelly Kelly goes over. Now, before everybody shits all over this, I watched this match tonight, or today. And I think wherever Kelly Kelly was for the last month, she's been training. Because she actually hit some wrestling moves in this match that she didn't use before. The finish and was pretty good. The finish was really good. And, mm-hmm. I mean, she, that could have been easily botched, but she didn't. She nailed it. And I think that with the dynamic of Kelly Kelly, it's almost like Good Witch, Bad Witch. But they could really do a long program between Kelly Kelly and Eve. Because they are two, you know, so totally different women. You know, plus you got the blonde and the brunette. You know. Um, I, wherever Kelly was, she, she's been doing a little training. I know that much. I hope so. It, it did look a little better to me. I mean, I was trying to pay attention to see if I could catch anything different. And, yes, yeah, she did. She she looked, you know, she looked a little better. I even commented in chat, I liked the finish. And, um, you know, let's see where that leads. But now we have Shawn Michaels come out after this happens. And it was funny because Shawn basically runs all over the place, you know, just being Shawn. And when he gets in the ring, he pretends to be blown up and says, you know, I'm out of shape, man. I'm just, I've been sitting at home. I'm out of shape. He thanked the WWE Universe for allowing him to be on the thousandth Raw. And HBK says the entire locker room is talking about Triple H versus Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. And of course, Paul Heyman comes out with his client, Mr. Brock Lesnar. And Paul Heyman had some words for HBK. Everybody should be asking your opinion, Sean. You, sir, are the greatest in-ring entertainer in the history of WWE. And Brock and I would seek out your opinion as well, except not for this match in particular, because, Sean, Brock Lesnar is not going to head into SummerSlam as an entertainer. Brock Lesnar is not showing up at SummerSlam to entertain with Triple H. Brock Lesnar does not want to be the heir apparent to be the show stopper, to be Mr. WrestleMania, to be Mr. Hall of Fame, to be Mr. 
SummerSlam. Brock doesn't care about entertaining. Brock Lesnar is showing up at SummerSlam to fight Triple H and to prove once again that he is the baddest dude on the planet today. And actually, HBK has an excellent response, being as Trey said several times, he's a man's man. He gives his opinion on this match, and he gives some good reasons why you shouldn't count Triple H out. Any other time, any other time with any other guy, Brock Lesnar's your man. But but I'm going to tell you this. See, you've gone somewhere you shouldn't go with Triple H. You shouldn't go there with any man. You made it personal. You attacked his wife. You attacked his kids. You've turned him into somebody I don't even recognize anymore. Now, I know you're not asking me for my opinion, but guess what? I'm going to go ahead and give it to you anyway. On this day, the guy I'm going with is Triple H. And I believe it down to my core. In fact, I believe it so much, I want to be there to see it personally. In fact, I'm going to be in his corner at SummerSlam and watch Triple H defeat Brock Lesnar. And after some more back and forth, finally Triple H comes out. And we we have a stare down sort of between him and Brock, basically looking daggers at each other when Triple H gets in the ring. And Brock finally grabs the mic and says, he'll see Triple H at SummerSlam, but he looks at Shawn Michaels and says, I'll see you before then. Which, considering they only have one more Raw before SummerSlam, that's rather interesting. Um, This part was one of my favorite things on Raw. That may sound stupid. Sheamus sends a tout showing him with Del Rio's car at the Alamo, just kind of chilling out. We have our next match, Dolph Ziggler versus Alex Riley with Chris Jericho out there on commentary. Jericho distracts Ziggler by using his uh, phone to videotape parts of the match to go on tout. And while that's happening, (laughs) Riley goes over and defeats Dolph Ziggler. Now, My opinion, real quick on this, a lot of people say, and I know we were all worried in chat, oh, they're going to say that they buried Ziggler. But I think what it does is it gives Ziggler a really good reason to be even more pissed at Chris Jericho. So I didn't really have too much with it. JJ, back me up on this, but in most guys that they have taken and developed into stars, generally they beat them down pretty good before they build them back up. For the most part, yeah, that does happen. And I would take this as one of those deals. A, yes, to fuel the fire with Jericho, but B, you know, Ziggler's a guy that's, that's, that, that the crowd is behind. He's going to be one of their... And Jericho even said it, which some of Jericho's comments at the commentary table were, were almost out of left field because you don't normally hear a superstar talk like that before a match with somebody. But he said, this guy's the future of our business. He's just not there yet. You know, and he's got to face me in my prime while he's still building to his. So, I think Ziggler will be just fine, even though he lost Alex Riley. Oh, I would agree 100%. 
Now, AJ announces that because The Miz and Kane didn't get voted in on Twitter earlier, they're going to fight each other. Sheamus sends another tout showing him eating Mexican food in Del Rio's car and just making a mess. I mean, spilling food all over and saying, fella, this food doesn't agree with me, so I don't know what's going to happen. But we have our Kane versus Miz match, and Kane goes over definitively in this match with a choke slam. It wasn't too bad a match. Miz, Miz not doing a bad job, but still we have Kane going over, which isn't surprising, being he's going to be uh, in one of the matches at the pay-per-view. Daniel Bryan says he doesn't want the fans chanting yes anymore. It annoys him. It bothers him. And now the yes lock is now known as the no lock, and we've switched over to no, with Daniel wearing his new no, no, no T-shirt all night. Sheamus finally brings back Del Rio's car, and it's tore up. I mean, it looks like someone shit on the hood, and the inside was all screwed up. And I mean, the, this was like a $100,000 car, just apparently totally destroyed, which I thought was really a good way to get under Del Rio's skin. We have our final match of the night, which was John Cena versus Daniel Bryan. And, J.J., if you can check this out, Daniel Bryan was the star of this match. I mean, there were a bunch of fans in the front row dressed as refs. Daniel Bryan spent a good time just being livid at the fans. Livid to the point where he could barely concentrate on his match. And Cena wins via the attitude adjustment. And then uh, CM Punk comes out. There's a bit of a stare down between him and, um, <clears throat> excuse me, John Cena. But then the big show comes out. And in this whole thing, John Cena gets the big show up for the attitude adjustment like he did last week. But again, CM Punk attacks and causes um, John Cena to drop the big show. And then Punk gets on the mic and says every Raw should end with him. Every Raw should end with the WWE champion uh, headlining and being on top. And it's time to stop kissing babies and shaking hands and worry about getting respect and being the main focus in the WWE as the champ. Now, CM Punk makes an attempt to get back and attack the Big Show, but at the end, the Big Show ends up knocking CM Punk the F out. John Cena tries to get to the Big Show once again, and John Cena gets knocked out with the knockout punch. So your Monday Night Raw ended with Big Show getting over on both his opponents at uh, SummerSlam, knocking them both out and standing in the ring, which I thought was really interesting. And holding the belt like it could be his on Sunday. Right, putting it over his shoulder, basically saying, this is mine. I thought last night's Raw was great. I mean, there wasn't anything that, uh, that, that I could say other than, I don't know. I really can't think of anything other than the, the, the Seamus car thing that was like, okay, yeah, and, they, and they didn't bury that to death, so it wasn't that bad. They just <laughs> went to it a few times. So, I mean, really, there wasn't anything about Raw that I was upset with. I mean, it was a three-hour Raw, another three-hour, you know, replay fest with a lot of commercials, but I guess that's just what you're going to have to get with Raw. Um, to me, I thought it was a very good Raw, and it helped them move forward in a big way. Yeah, I'd agree. 
I, I thought it was okay. I actually liked the. I thought the Seamus stuff was great. Seamus is just funny to me. Uh, but it makes you think, Trey, that the way he got over on Del Rio last night, guys, you know, you destroy a man's car that he's, well, supposedly paid all that money for. I just have a feeling, man, and I don't know if this is an early prediction I would make. I think Del Rio has to get that title at SummerSlam. I just see, see it. Happening. I was thinking about that myself, and it's hard because I almost want to see them. I almost want to. I would almost rather there be a title change with CM Punk. I'd like to see the Big Show win that belt. I I, I don't want Cena to have it, but I wouldn't necessarily be butthurt if he did. And I, you know, I just want to see CM Punk chase it for a little while. He's had it for a long time. It's time to move on to somebody else. You know. So, and it wasn't even a go home show. So it was very good. I mean, I, I give it total props. Uh, it's it's going to be an interesting pay-per-view to predict because, like I said, I'd like to see a title change. I wouldn't mind seeing Del Rio with the belt at all. But I know they're not going to do it on both titles, so pick your poison. You know. Well, see, what I would have liked to have seen last night, and I was I was thinking about this today at work. I was like, you know, Punk, Big Show... Cena, what combination of these three have we, you know, do we keep seeing? And they're having it again. What I would have liked to have seen was Brian being added to that match. Make it a fatal four-way just to throw that extra little bit of interest in there. A guy who who really hasn't been too, too integrated in this title hunt. I think it would have made that title match more interesting i'll be honest with you i'm looking a bit more forward to sheamus and del rio because i think it's going to be a sick match yeah but haven't we seen that one too i mean yeah you're right well the bottom line is SummerSlam is being sold on one thing and one thing alone they're banking every nickel on triple h brock (laughs) yep which is what I said they were going to do. That's why they paid him that stupid money to come in for a short contract. Yep. It was to help bolster the buy rates and the few pay-per-views he was going to perform on. But now I'm hearing that they're, they're thinking about extending him to another contract, and then I hear he gets in a fight, and blah, 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 blah. So who knows? I, well, I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. So what are your letter grades, gentlemen? Hmm. You know what? You're going to think I'm crazy, but I'm going to give Raw an A. I mean, everything they did match-wise made sense. Um, they did a great job of forwarding all their storylines. There was nothing left behind. And like I said, other than the Del Rio Seamus car thing, which they didn't beat to death, they only showed it a couple times. I'm okay with that, and I... B plus, A minus, somewhere in there. I'll, I'll give it an A minus, if that's fair. Isn't the irony, don't be a bully, but you, it's okay to steal somebody's car? Well, yeah, and there was something else about the bully thing I wanted to bring up. Now I can't remember what it was. Damn it. Oh. It might have been about the Seamus thing. It, it might have been about the way Del Rio was treating Ricardo. About yeah. <laughs> you can't blame him and say it's your fault and slapping him around. 
Yeah, but it was even when Del Rio first got out of the car when he arrived, he seemed pissed off at Rodriguez. Yeah, he was. I don't know why. He turned around. All right, whatever the fuck he's saying. They need to put subtitles when Del Rio's cussing him out in Spanish. I just think that would be cool. But as far as my letter grade, yeah, I'll, I'll give it to you. I'll throw him a bone. I'll give him hell. You know what? That's not right. I was going to give him an A- minus because of all the commercials and recaps, but that's expected. The fact that I have nothing really to complain about. I'll yeah, I, don't have, I don't have anything to really bitch about. That's. I'll give him a straight A. I think they did a pretty good job. Uh, yeah, It's almost like I wish SummerSlam was this Sunday because, the, you know, last night was more like a yeah. go-home show. Yeah, it's like J.J. said on the last pay-per-view, they missed a good chance for a go-home show. So, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll stick with my A-. minus. I, I think it was well worth that. Yeah. Like I, show I, all together. I can't give it a grade. I didn't watch it, so... I'm excluding myself from the <laughs> from the grades this week. Sorry. It's kind of like if you don't vote, you can't bitch. If you don't see it, you can't grade. That's right. Well, JJ can can grade the recap, but no, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Oh, well, now you're opening up doors you don't want to open. Right. <laughs> you're opening up Pandora's box. Yep. We'll just forget about that. <laughs> Well, thank right. you for the Raw report, Bronx. That was great. Yep. Good as usual, my friend. So, why don't we go ahead and take our first commercial break, come back, we'll do some news of the week, and then we'll uh, take some calls and emails, man. Sounds like a plan. Cool. All, right. All right, guys, you're listening to Wrestling News Live right here on the SNS Radio Network. We'll be right back right after this. The following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. It's Big Sexy, Kevin Nash. Hey, yo, say hello to the back. Scott Hall. Scott Hall and Kevin Nash are the true world tag champions. You're listening to Wrestling News Live on the SNS Radio Network. One more for the good guy. The preceding announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. WrestlingOnline.com, the official news source of Wrestling News Live. If you're looking for the latest news in the world of MMA and professional wrestling, log on to www.wrestling-online.com and sign up for the largest and longest-running newsletter on the internet today with over 26,000 subscribers and over 3,000 issues. And the best part, just like WNL, it's free! Once again, that's www.wrestlingonline.com. The following podcast is scheduled to take you back in time. Host, ring announcer, Sean Beckerman, brings you pro wrestling nostalgia, featuring classic moments and old school themes. So buckle up and go beyond the bell. Each and every week on the SNS Radio Network, it's go time. 
Ladies and gentlemen, Wrestling News Live is proud to bring to you a day in the life of Ric Flair. of a potentially devastating F5 twister in the area. Let's check out this massive force. Now look at its sheer size, its strength. It's the perfect storm. It's Brock Lesnar, and this summer, his path of destruction leads directly to WWE SummerSlam. Sean Michaels, Mr. Hall of Fame, 2011, and you are listening to Wrestling News Live on SNS Radio Network. See ya, and I wouldn't want to be ya. Things get weak whenever I'm around. They see me walk, they hear me talk. I make them feel like they're all cloud nine. Just a sexy boy. All right, we're back right here, Wrestling News Live on the SNS Radio Network. Of course, I am Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps, sexy, and I'm joined, of course, by the founder and the host of Wrestling News Live, the outlaw of the IWC, 
the Trey Dog, and of course the unofficial third leg of the tripod, or as most are now calling him, the unofficial third wing of the tripod. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bronx father, Tony Mirabella. I was thinking if we were all like Zelda fans, he could be the third piece of the Triforce. Sure, Didn't why that not? Have th- is that three pieces? Well, it is the Triforce, so I would assume yeah, that yes, no. it would be. I was thinking of, I was getting confused with the uh, Trivial Pursuit thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's five or six pieces. Never mind. That's a big piece of the pie. I love me some Zelda. I used to love the hell out of that game. So let's see. I think it's time to go ahead and break down some of the uh, news of the week. Brought to you by our good friends over at wrestling-online.com. If you haven't signed up for the newsletter, please do so. It's absolutely free, just like Wrestling News Live. And you can join over 27,000 other subscribers and get this newsletter, I'd say, anywhere from three to four times a week. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. May I have your attention, please? And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. And now, the news. And for those of you that didn't know, we kind of talked about this last week on Wrestling News Live. SmackDown has a new general manager. He is the five-time. Five-time, 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 five-time WCW champion, Booker T. For those of you who don't know, Booker T's been part of the SmackDown announce team since about February of 2011 after returning at the Royal Rumble to a massive pop from the crowd. And he has been promoted, ladies and gentlemen, to general manager of SmackDown. Congratulations to Booker T. Yeah, doesn't he have Teddy Long now as his... uh technical advisor or something like that well i mean i guess it's good that he's got you know teddy long as his technical advisor because you know for so long you know teddy long was preaching hpo help a player out now he's got booker t to help a player out so it it it, it goes hand in hand it works out you know booker t giving the hpo teddy long's happy it's all good and i like teddy long so i'm I'm glad he's got some influence still on the program so holla 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 player some interesting things happened over the week, too, as it revolves around Chris Jericho. Uh, he announced that August 14th was his last date for the WWE. He's going to be touring with Fozzie. Then we find out that the date for August 14th, or excuse me, the date for SummerSlam, he had a concert, and that date has been canceled. So that leads one to believe that maybe, in some capacity, Jericho may be at SummerSlam. Take it for what it is, folks. The WWE issued an apology after uh, Lord Fatass, or as we call him, Tensai. <laughs> uh, he had a racially insensitive tout video. So uh, they did <laughs> basically make him issue an apology. And, uh, of course, he took to Twitter to do that. But uh, the WWE also apologized for his actions and said that he would be reprimanded for his inappropriate comments. See so what happens when you make fun of Asian people? Yeah, I'm surprised that they haven't contacted us to make sure we do a you know statement. We don't work for them, so it doesn't matter. Well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Fuck them then. Uh, we, we've talked in the past about WrestleMania's buy rate. 
Uh, latest figures put WrestleMania's buy rate at a cool 1.2 million buys. This is still going on. I don't know why, but it is. You guys big fans of The Undertaker? Yeah. Uh, yeah, at WrestleMania time, when he means something. Well, guess what, guys? Baby Taker is on the way as Undertaker and wife Michelle McCool Ooh. are now expecting a child. The announcement came at Florida Championship Wrestling's event last week in Tampa where The Undertaker was a guest during autograph signings and looking at the talent. This is the fourth child for The Undertaker. He has a son uh, named Gunner from his first marriage, two daughters, Chasey and Gracie, from his second marriage, and now this one from his third marriage. His kids are aged 19, 10, and 7, respectively. So congrats to The Undertaker on his fourth and to Michelle McCool on her upcoming first. Man, you go Taker. No doubt. The brother Man. gets around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people can say he looks old. People can say he looks tired, but his boys still know how to swim. <laughs> you know, the, the WWE recently announced their fiscal results for uh, quarter two, 2012. And licensing and the WWE studios were the biggest money losers yet again. Who knew? Apparently, licensing licensing decreased by five point four million, and the WWE studios, which bled another three point seven billion. Wow! Wow! That's a lot of moolah, folks. Yep. The licensing doesn't. I mean, the, excuse me. The studio doesn't surprise me. The licensing does. I guess people aren't really into the yes, 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 and the no, no, no shirts. Him, maybe. Or maybe they're sick of the John Cena shirts. Who knows? <laughs> oh, I doubt that. Now, there's been an interesting story that broke last week. We didn't really cover it. I was going to get more in-depth on it. Kamala has gone around and made some videos on YouTube discussing Wrestler's Rescue and Don Marie. And I can't remember the name of the federation that he named, but there was a wrestling, independent wrestling promotion um, that supposedly these people have raised money for Kamala. Well, in the past, we've seen a lot of things, a lot of shady things as it relates to Wrestler's Rescue and Don Marie. Don Marie actually proved that she did send uh, a check or a money order to the house of Kamala, and it was sent back from his address. And the promoter for the independent event also sent him a money order, which was sent back as well. Well, Kamala still says that he received nothing from anybody. So at this point, it's kind of hard to pinpoint who the bad guy is. In my honest opinion, I kind of feel like Kamala's riding the wave of the sympathy train. And that kind of sucks for a guy that growing up used to scare the shit out of me and who really should have made a, a buttload of money in professional wrestling. So I don't know. The story continues. We'll see where it goes. But for right now, there is proof that Dawn Marie and this independent wrestling promotion did raise money and send it to James Kamala Harris. Damn. So he asked for the money. They sent him the money. It got sent back, and now he's pitching a fit. Well, the story, from what I understand from Kamala, is he didn't ask those people to raise money, and they, they did it without his knowledge. So he's now telling people, if, they, you know, if you're going to raise money for him, let him know. So I don't know what's going on in that respect. If they just did it to make a quick buck and then they realized, oh, well, we better send him some money or what? Like I said, this story is continuing. I'm, I'm keeping abreast upon it. 
Well, hell, you don't got to ask me. If anybody wants to donate to the Bronx Fund, please do so. I don't need to be asked or consulted. I'll gladly cash the check. <laughs> I mean, shit. Brother wants to get paid. Hell yeah. Help a brother out. Uh, you know, The Rock right now is currently in England filming Fast and Furious 6. For those wow. of you wondering why he wasn't on Raw this week. Apparently, he's going to be uh, joining Paul Walker, Vin Diesel, Jordana Brewster, Tyrese Gibson, Michelle Rodriguez, who returns to the franchise, Luke Evans, and MMA star Gina Carano in the movie that they will film across Europe under the direction of Justin Lin. The former WWE champion will reprise the role of diplomatic security service agent Luke Hobbs, who, after he helped Vin Diesel and Paul Walker escape in Fast Five, is back on the hunt for the duo. Speaking of movie news, fresh off the recent return of one Randall Keith Orton, he has been cast in a movie. And it is a sequel. And it's oh, not wow. the Marine. No, we're, oh. going, we're going with another cinematic turd that the WWE made. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a sequel to 12 Rounds starring Randy Orton, folks. 12 Rounds, 12 Rounds. Oh, that's the second one where John Cena lost his girlfriend and had to jump through hoops to get her back. Okay. Exactly. I'm just wondering if in this one, the 12 Rounds basically has Randy Orton shitting in, in Diva's handbags. Well, you get 12 rounds that, of that. That or 12 different drugs he has to take and sober up to find his girlfriend before he can go on to the next one. Why not? But apparently uh, they're going to give him another movie. It's going to be, it's titled 12 Rounds Reloaded. It will be a joint project between WWE Studios and 20th Century Fox <laughs> Home Entertainment. You said joint. Joint. Yes, I did. <laughs> and I said that on purpose. Uh, this is called a, a 12, you know, 12 kilos. 12 kilos reloaded. Sure, why not? Mm -hmm. Principal photography will begin on September 26th in Vancouver, Canada, with Roel Ryan from The Scorpion King 3 directing. Oh, that movie's going to be great. Did anybody see The Scorpion King 3? Was Rock in that one? Rock was not in no. that. That was when it was, um, yeah, I did see that one. It's got a really smoking hot chick in it, but the guy, it's, it's got a younger kid actor in it. Yeah, he plays The Rock's character. Yeah, as a young Rock. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, a prequel. Yeah. So this is going to be uh, Roll Ryan from The Scorpion King 3 directing. This is WWE Studios' second film in a three-piece agreement with 20th Century Fox Home Entertainment. The now, didn't that one have Randy Couture in it, too? I think that one did, yeah. Yeah, okay. The preview for this movie reads, Orton will portray an emergency medical technician who finds himself caught in a deadly 12-round game of cat and mouse with a vengeful man tied to a paramedic's past. With little time to spare and his wife's life hanging in the balance, the EMT must figure out why he's been chosen to be the pawn in this maniac's game before it's too late. Man, if I'm having a massive heart attack... The last EMT I want to see is fucking Randy Orton. I, you're going to die if Randy Orton's your EMT. Because he's going to fucking RKO your ass in the fucking back of the the, the fucking ambulance. You're dead. He's going to give me those fucking... There. Randy. Randy. I need the drugs. No, not those drugs. Your drugs. 
the fun drug. Then you'll get a nice punt kick to the head, and it'll be all over. <laughs> no, that's illegal now. In the WWE, not in the back of the ambulance. Oh, that's true. Uh, apparently, this past week, Mark Henry and WWE officials were in London to scout Olympians. Uh, according to the latest blog from WWE Hall of Famer Jim Ross, he said the WWE officials are accompanying Mark Henry in London, England for some scouting. WWE officials, along with Mark Henry, are at the Olympic Games during some doing some important due diligence for WWE <laughs> developmental. Stay tuned. Let's just move on before I get in trouble. I don't even want to know. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, God damn. That was such a good setup. I can't even take it. This is Cowboy. No, James. No, no, no. Oh, shit. That was good. Well, apparently... You guys talked about the Raw Report, but uh, Wade Barrett returns next week. Yeah, the Barrett Barrage. Although his promo sounded more like something out of... Uh, Fight Club. Fight Club, yes. So I was just thinking. We can't talk about that, though. The only rule of the Barrett Fight Club is you can't talk about the Barrett Fight Club. Well, unlike the unlike the Fight Club, you have to talk about this Fight Club or nobody will be talking about it, period. Well, I mean, I'm sorry, JJ. They made it look like he was retraining all these months. It almost made it, you know, the audio didn't do it really justice. It, it looked like he was going and just getting into freaking street fist fights and some underground type shit and getting back to his roots. I'm thinking it's a total revamp of his character. He needs a revamp. And hopefully this time he doesn't have the gay-ass sailor tattoo... <laughs> screenshot in the background and some stupid fucking uh, Backstreet Boys theme music. Nothing that will kill a character like that, let me tell you. So we also found out last night that Shawn Michaels will be in the corner of Triple H at SummerSlam. Now, the one thing I did see from Raw last night was the promo between uh, Brock Lesnar and Shawn Michaels where Brock almost goes over to jump Shawn Michaels. He says, you've never been in the ring with me until now. And that's, of course, when Triple H comes out and stops anything from happening. Lesnar saying, I'll see you at SummerSlam, and I'll see you before then. So look for Shawn Michaels to probably get an F5 next week on Raw. I kind of think that's going to happen. I, I, I liked where they were going with that last night, but... A part of me was was wanting Triple H to wait before he came out to see where it was going to go. I hear you. And I wanted, I wanted, and the one thing I, okay, the one thing I, I wish would have been different in that segment was, you know, Sean sitting there letting, you know, Paul Heyman reading the riot act, and then Brock gets on the mic and starts talking all tough guy. What I wanted Sean to do was go, hey man. There's still plenty of gas left in this tank. And it only takes one second for me to put you on your back. I don't care how big you are, how bad you are. You know, stand up for himself just a little bit. Not just stand there and take it. Yeah, but he's a family man now, Trey. He's not a wrestler. True. He's got a family to feed. 
Apparently next week, Polly D, DJ Polly D, will be the yeah. raw social media ambassador. He'd be good for it. Looks like one Jersey Shore Star Association with WWE wasn't enough as the company has announced second cast member to be involved with Raw next week and SummerSlam. DJ Pauly D has been announced as Raw's social media ambassador for next week's three-hour broadcast with his role being tweeting live to his almost 4 million followers throughout the show. Yeah. This new gig for celebrities seems to have replaced the guest host concept. Charlie Sheen was supposed to have the same role off the Raw 1000th episode, but the actor decided... He'd had enough of Twitter two weeks prior to the show and just quit. DJ Pauly D is also going to be spinning at the SummerSlam VIP party, which will be held at the Beverly Hills Hotel on August 16th. Uh, Karma has explained her departure from the WWE. She has. Kia Stevens, the artist formerly known as Karma in the WWE and Awesome Kong in TNA, told TMZ that the reason she was let go from WWE was because she got out of shape after putting on so much weight following her miscarriage. She also fell into a depression that didn't help her physically. Stevens said that during her pregnancy, she put on a lot of weight, which ultimately might have contributed to the miscarriage. Now she's on a mission to get rid of the fat and get back in shape so that she can return to wrestling. <coughs> TMZ reports that in the past few weeks, Stevens has recruited a team of fitness professionals and therapists and plans to document the transformation in hopes of getting a reality show out of the deal. Why don't I just go on that MTV show? Where they take fat people and turn them into skinny people and then grant them their wish? Yeah, but she might actually get her own show out of this. So, I mean, you know, I can see that. Well, the thing is, when she came back at the Rumble, that, that was after the miscarriage. And she didn't look all, all that bigger to me. I mean, my memory yeah, is not... I don't, I don't think so either. You know. I don't know. I don't know, guys. <clears throat> Here's an interesting little story that broke over the weekend. Rosa Mendez questioned by police for alleged domestic abuse. Mm. Rosa Mendez was questioned by police as soon as she landed in San Antonio on Sunday night after officers found her in a bathroom crying, saying she needed help. According to the police report obtained by TMZ.com, your only source for professional wrestling news these days, Mendez, <laughs> real name, Melina Rocca, showed signs of domestic abuse and submitted her boyfriend's name as the one who did the damage. Mendez lives with former WWE superstar Jackson Andrews in Las Vegas. Mendez told the cops that she was afraid he would try to kill her and also admitted that the abuse had been an ongoing thing. Cops took note that Mendez was under the influence of alcohol as well. Uh, Melina Rocca contacted WWE, develop, excuse me, WWE Talent Relations uh, representatives to notify the WWE that upon her arrival in San Antonio last evening, <coughs> she contacted police at the airport to report alleged domestic abuse and occurred just prior to her flight. A WWE rep told TMZ.com that they are fully supportive of Rosa and will provide her with professional assistance. For those of you wondering, who the fuck is Jackson Andrews? He was on Raw for like two weeks with Tyson Kidd. That's his bodyguard. That's it. She's dating that douchebag? She's dating that douchebag. Oh, man. The fact he's beating on her makes it an even bigger douchebag. Pretty much. Yeah, but why would you wait until after you go on a flight and land? Well, she, was, she was obviously getting away from him. And she, yeah. she told the police when she got to the airport. So, I mean. You don't miss a WWE flight. No, you don't. That'll fuck you up, buddy. I don't know. 
Well, let's see. There was another story off the top of my head, and I can't even think about what it was. What about Brock Lesnar getting into a fight backstage? Yeah. Looks like Ryan Reeves, a.k.a. Ryback, and Brock Lesnar supposedly got into a backstage altercation. Some of the reports state that Ryan Reeves put his hands on Brock and was trying to apologize. It turned into a shoving match to which Brock threw him to the floor and pounded him in the face about three or four times. Yes, so, Lesnar's not a fan of Arby's. So there you go. He's not He's not a He's not a fan of that big Ryback sandwich from Arby's, is he? Feed me more, motherfucker. He got fed all he could get. Well, he got he got fed a lot of fucking potatoes to the face, didn't he? Well, I mean, and my, 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 my boy Kevin Nash is in the news also. Yeah, well, I, I didn't read the article with Kevin Nash. What was it? He basically said wrestling died after Benoit and Eddie became champions. After they, they celebrated in the ring together, it signified something like they shouldn't have been there. They should have never been main eventers or something like that. I don't know. I didn't read it all either. But You know, as much as I respect Kevin Nash and I like his body of work in the past, Kevin needs to shut up. I mean, Kevin just, Kevin just says shit so people will pay attention to him. This is the same guy that was involved in the big, uh, you know, click, you know, uh, curtain. What were they calling that? The curtain Madison, call? The curtain call at Madison Square Garden. I, I would almost liken Benoit and Eddie Guerrero in the middle of the ring at WrestleMania 20, confetti falling over the place, both world champions, almost to the curtain call. He compared it to Daniel Bryan and CM Punk in today's time and said something about comparing that to nobody wants to watch porno to see a three-inch penis. <laughs> wow. To which I replied, I've already retired from porn. Well, there you go. I, I I can't see that. I mean, well, the thing is, now the curtain call was not televised, granted, but still, I don't think it's going to kill wrestling if some guys show, you know, some genuine emotion in the ring. You know, I, I, don't, I don't, I think deep down fans like know everybody's friends and shit. I don't think it really makes that much of a difference. Well, well his biggest thing was that because those guys are little guys, they shouldn't be glorified as main eventers. So then I guess... We can we can throw Shawn Michaels under the bus since we're Kevin and that's Nash. what the reporter said. I wish I'd had one more question. I'd have said, "Well, what about Shawn Michaels?" And then he didn't. I mean, seriously, Benoit might have been a little smaller than Shawn Michaels, but he was way fucking more jacked than Shawn Michaels ever was. And well, Eddie, that and you can believe what you saw, Chris Benoit. If you know he had his shirt off or not, and he's and he was going to whip your ass, you believed it was time. It was time to get the fuck out of there. And Eddie. Had gotten just as big. He probably got to, what, 235, 240 pounds? So I wouldn't say Eddie was a small guy by any you know stretch of the imagination. He was well within the heavyweight you know title frame. Now, if you right. want to bitch about guys killing professional wrestling, becoming champions, let's talk about Rey Mysterio becoming a world heavyweight champion. I mean, if you're going to pick on Shawn Michaels and pick on those guys, what about Jericho unifying the belts? Jericho at that point was what, probably about 225, 230 pounds? That's how big I am. I'm 230. <laughs> I wouldn't see myself as a main eventer, but that's it for me. It's just, there's not a land of giants anymore. I mean, John Cena's not a small guy by any stretch of the imagination. I just, I don't know. He's just trying to keep his name out there. Love Kevin to death, but some, some of the shit he says, I, I just scratch my head and think. Some of it makes me laugh, but some of it makes me go, really? Come on, Kev. Yeah, I mean, that shit died with the steroid trial. That shit of the, you know, 300-plus pound Superman being your champion. You know, when Vince 
was almost Bubba's butt buddy for 10, 20 years, he put the squash on that shit real quick. So it's been over. Now, the 20s, Anthony, you're not following along. Anthony in the chat room says, what about CM Punk? He compared the Benoit Guerrero thing to uh, CM Punk and, and Daniel Bryan. So the CM Punk was mentioned in this article as quoted by Kevin Nash. Now, speaking of HBK, last night was uh, obviously HBK Appreciation Night on Raw. And uh, apparently, from obviously this happened after the show went off the air, um, John Cena came out, introduced a video tribute to Shawn Michaels, marched back into the ring, followed by CM Punk, Triple H, Vince McMahon. They all made appearances as well, telling Shawn he was like a father figure to him and told him that he loved him. After that, the whole locker room came out to the top of the ramp. The Undertaker made a rare appearance as well. Um, so it was a very emotional night for Shawn Michaels. At one point, Vince McMahon even referred to Shawn Michaels as son and said that he loved him and called him son. So really big night for Shawn. They presented him with a plaque from the AT&T Center to commemorate his work with the arena. You can actually check out the full segment if you haven't seen it already at wrestling-online.com. Uh, before everything ended, though, former Raw GM John Laurinaitis tried to ruin the festivities but got two super kicks from Shawn Michaels for his trouble. Nice. I got to check that out. And speaking of Laurinaitis, he actually resigned his position as the head of talent uh, relations. Apparently, he's suffering some burnout. The rumor is that Triple H wanted him out of that position, and he's now working backstage as a producer with match finishes and, and working on matches. So apparently Triple H was never a big fan of Johnny Ace, John Laurinaitis, and looked to replace him with somebody else. Just shows you the Triple H regime is starting to take effect, folks. And speaking of the Triple H regime, Shawn Michaels was offered a position with the company backstage, and he turned it down. Well, he's got too much going on with his, with his hunting show and with his family. I mean, you know, we interviewed Sean last year for 75 minutes, which was which is a first, folks. Nobody's ever done that. And uh, he talked about at some point he would like to come back and be involved in the company, but right now is not the time. So, obviously, right. Sean's got other things on his plate. But in the future, I think he will. I just don't think it's going to be right now. And that and also in the news, I think JTG's trying to get fired. Well, yeah, JTG tweeted some stuff about the backstage environment at Raw, and uh, yeah, I think he's trying to get out of his contract. He's not happy, obviously, that uh, you know, he's putting everybody over. I mean, what happened to Crime Time? They got split up, and then both of them went into oblivion. Shad got released, and then, they, you know, JTG just managed to, uh, you know, float under the radar. They even gave him a new gimmick with the same old Crime Time music, so it's kind of crazy. Don't know. Now, here's an interesting one, folks. I'm going to WrestleMania. Harmony's going to WrestleMania. But is anybody else going to WrestleMania? I don't know. What this I'm not planning on it. Why? Well, according to wrestling-online.com, WrestleMania travel packages top almost 8,000 for VIP. Yes, you heard me correctly. Wow. The travel packages will be released to the public next Monday, August 13th at noon. There will be four different packages available, VIP, Platinum, Gold, and Silver. 
Each package will contain the same deal except different levels of seating as well as there's an option to take the fourth night of accommodation along with Monday Night Raw tickets as well as a tour of the WWE headquarters for those who purchase the fourth night option. Is there a copper package? Package? No, there's not. Packages will include a WrestleMania uh, 29 ticket, Hall of Fame ticket to access tickets, transport, as well as three nights accommodation in a New York area hotel. VIP packages start at a whopping $7,275 for a single person for three nights or $7,875 for four nights. It also includes a ringside seat in the first four rows and a commemorative chair. Other packages start at $1,700 for a single for three nights up to $2,585 for a single for four nights. Prices decrease Prices decrease for each additional person you add to your group for a maximum of four in one hotel. Or info can be found over at wrestling-online.com. Now, when I go to WrestleMania, I'm not buying one of these packages. I will buy my ticket flat out. Right. I mean, I don't know. Come crash with me. <laughs> oh, great. I kicked the rats out of the fucking bed, Bronx. You're, you're all hard. <laughs> that's crazy i mean like for 500 dollars, can i get a nosebleed i mean damn you get a nosebleed I mean, for free i'll punch you in the face it won't even cost you anything th- that sounds good i mean i'll take it i mean come on you know sports has gotten so damn expensive it's not just wrestling even baseball football i mean come on it's a shame the average joe can't take his kid to an event anymore it's ridiculous and not that they're even on the same playing field because they're not, and I know that. But that's another reason why I like TNA is because if I want to go to something, I call and get tickets. Well, I mean, even even if you don't do that, you know, come on, TNA, if you look, well, at least at the house shows. Now, I don't know if a pay-per-view, Trey, you'd know better than me, if it's included, if, if, if that's included, if they're in the impact zone and you're down in Florida. But they're far more affordable. I mean, it's like... Wow, eight thousand, ten thousand. Well, when we went to Unbreakable, when we went to Unbreakable, I just called and talked to the person in charge, told them who I was. They already knew who I was, and I said I want one, two, four tickets for Unbreakable, and they said okay, you know, done. I provided my own transportation and hotel, and uh, that was it. If I, you know. They weren't they weren't doing their tapings the same as they as they used to. But if I don't wanted to stay, I could have stayed and done the, the next night. Yeah. WWE, even though you're a radio show and promoting their shit for free, not getting paid for it, they don't care. You're still buying the ticket. Well, I'm hoping I'm hoping the backstage hookups I have there will get me a ticket or two, but. We'll, we'll see closer to the date how that's going to work out. Well, you've got more connections within the WWE than I have. This is true. You know, so uh, good luck to you on that. I hope it works out. But And knowing who I think you're talking about, you'll probably be fine. Probably. Probably. But we'll, see. Know, that, we'll if see. I didn't have If I didn't have my TNA contact, I'd be in your boat. I'd be calling Storm or somebody and saying, hey, hook a brother up. We'll see, but you know, if I have to pay for tickets, I'll pay for them. It's fine. I've never been to a WrestleMania, and this is going to be my first one, so I'm looking forward to it. All right. 
That's going to do it for the News of the Week sponsored by our good friends over at Wrestling-Online.com. Again, if you haven't signed up for the newsletter, please do so and join over 27,000 subscribers. And you get it three to four times a week, just like Wrestling News Live. I can only imagine what airfare would be from Tulsa to New York. Probably pretty expensive. I don't know. A couple hundred at least. I'll uh, be more than a couple hundred, Bronx. It costs it's, it's, I'll put it to you this way. It's 250 bucks round trip for me to drive to Wichita, Kansas and fly to Bound for Glory in Phoenix. It cost me $1,000 to fly down from Canada, from Calgary to Little Rock when my dad passed away. Now, granted, I didn't have any advanced, you know, this wasn't something that was planned weeks ahead of time and I got a better deal on it. I literally had to throw out $1,000 to get down that I didn't have to get to my dad's funeral. So I can only imagine how much it would cost from Tulsa to New York. Wow. See, I'm not a flyer. I just, I don't know the prices, but that's amazing. It is pretty, uh, it's something, man, I tell you. Well, on that note, we are done with the news of the week. We're going to take our final commercial break. We're going to come back, open up the phone lines, take some emails. No Burkina Faso this week. What is WrestleMania? Uh, I believe it's April next year. I don't know the exact date off the top of my head. I haven't made the travel plans yet. So I don't have that information in front of me, but probably Somebody find out the date while we're on break. Well, with that said, guys, we'll be back with more Wrestling News Live right after this. This is Cowboy James Storm, and you're listening to Wrestling News Live on the SNS Radio Network. And if you don't like that, sorry about your damn luck. Hey guys, it's Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps sexy of the SNS Radio Network. If you're looking for the latest news in professional wrestling and of course some of the best columns on the World Wide Web today, visit headlocks2headlines.com. That's headlocks, the number two, headlines.com. It's the official news site of the SNS Radio Network. You should make it your official news site as well. Once again, www.headlocks2headlines.com. What's up, guys and gals? Sensational sequel, Sensational Sean, right here with you. You can catch myself and Ashley, yes, that is his name, on the open book every Friday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Time. You'll catch us doing... Video games, the open book, fantasy, EFET, and movie and entertainment news. So check us out every Friday at 11 p.m. Eastern Time at SNSRadioNetwork.com. Come check us out.
Every Thursday, the SNS Radio Network gets in the ring and starts running the ropes. When I want, okay, I, wa- I caught SmackDown again. I caught, she- I skipped Sheffield's gimmick, and I couldn't help but to think that his new gimmick sounds like an Arby's uh, roast beef sandwich. Join Brian Maverick Bertrand and Chris Kelly from HeadlocksHeadlines.com as they talk about every random thing going on within the WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, and the NorCal Independency. Running the Ropes also features interviews with stars from the past. It's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James. Present. What's going on, this is Kazarian. And this is the fallen angel, Christopher Daniels. And future. Hey guys, it's Dream of Fatigue. And so much more. So join the guys every week on Running the Ropes, right here on the SNS Radio Network. Hey, wrestling fans, do you want to break from the day-to-day ins and outs of the WWE, TNA, and Ring of Honor? Do you like talk radio that pulls no punches? And do you like your sci-fi and fantasy? Well, tune in to the Elite Force Podcast each and every midweek with Chuck W., and each weekend with William Walkie Walker and Mindwipe. Exclusively on the SNS Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network. Yeah. This is going to be fun. Uh, you know, over the last 13 years of my life, sacrificed a lot in my life, my personal life, uh, to get to where I'm at today. Wrestling is not just a job. It's not just a, a hobby. It's, it's, it's a passion. It's something that I live for. Wrestling uh, really is my life. Don't miss Impact Wrestling, Thursdays at 9 on Spike. Impact Wrestling. Wrestling matters. Again. Presents Hardcore Justice live Sunday, August 12th, only on pay per view. This is your hardcore country knockout, Mickey James, and you're listening to Wrestling News Live on the SNS Radio Network. Hey now, listen up. I'm not the kind of girl that ever gives up. If anybody tries to bring me down, they'll be picking themselves up off the ground. Cause my rhinestone Luke Casey boots will be 
All right, guys, we're back right here, Wrestling News Live on the SNS Radio Network. Of course, I am Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps, sexy, and I'm joined, of course, by the Bronx father, Tony Mirabella, and the host and founder of Wrestling News Live, the outlaw of the IWC, the trade out. Well, I'm looking at uh, travel packages. And for WrestleMania weekend, it's far enough away now that if I was to book something, I could probably, I could for sure get something for like 400, 500 bucks round trip. But I'm also starting to see now some price alerts pop up where I can get one for 318 round trip. Which isn't bad because I can do that out of one paycheck. You know what I mean? I know that Harmony and I have got some money set aside that we're going to be doing some, we're going to be doing some prepaying here pretty quick. Once well, things the sooner you, open up. the sooner you book, the, the less it's going to be. Because we're going. I mean, I, I got to be real honest. Me and Harmony really didn't have a honeymoon, and we've always wanted to go to New York. Well, so it's it's kind of a dual thing, right? We're gonna go. We're gonna go to WrestleMania. You know, maybe maybe meet Bronx, maybe meet other people that are in the New York area. That are, you and your wife can do it. You know what I'm saying? You can do it in New York. We could do it. Right there. You know what I'm saying? Do it in Times Square. Do it. And Forget then I'll watch you guys it. on the webcams from uh, earthcam.com. Forget about it. I'm trying to get Bronx to go to Times Square one afternoon and hold up a big Wrestling News Live sign on Times Square because they've got earthcam.com that's got video cameras of Times Square as what's going on right now. Get me the intersection. I'll do it. Well, that's why I asked you that day, that random question about Times Square. That was why I wanted to know. We need a we need a WNL flash mob in Times Square. It'd be awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah, if I don't get arrested. <laughs> no, no. We, in fact, no, before prompt. the show's over, I will get you the. Uh, I, I will tell you what I'm seeing when I look through the webcam, and you tell me where it's at. Bronx, I said flash mob. Don't flash people. You no, will no, get arrested. I hold up a WNL sign. The next thing you know, Tracy and me getting beat down by the NYPD, dragged into a car. What's WNL mean? What's that code for? You fucking <laughs> mook. What the fuck are you doing? Take it easy, other guys. Look at one eyeball. <laughs> fuck that. Let's beat his ass and take his other one. It's New York, baby. It's NYPD also, so that's quite possible. Or they might mistake the sign for a gun and shoot me. Fuck it, let's whip his ass and piss on him. Okay, that's going to be your experience in the subway. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> like American Airlines, if I were to book it right now, I could get a trip for 402 round trip. It's cheaper if I drive to Dallas because everything Tulsa does, they fly to Dallas. And then you fly from Dallas to wherever you're going. So it'd be cheaper for me just to drive to Dallas and fly out of Dallas. Well, goddamn, let, let's hope you don't have a situation where, like, when I came back after Dad's funeral, I had to fly all the way from Little Rock to North Carolina. Yeah. And then from North Carolina to Phoenix. <laughs> now, with enough, with enough space between flights, I don't mind hanging out in an airport for a little bit. Well, the, the thing you got to remember, if you go to North North Carolina to the airport there, they don't like it <laughs> when you run around nude wearing a Ric Flair robe going, woo, woo. <laughs> They're not real no. fond of that. They're not. Probably not. Because no. Ric Flair does it all the time. 
<laughs> yeah, but that's why they have the Ric Flair law. <laughs> there you go. Woo! If your name is not Ric Flair, you can get arrested for that. Pretty much. If you're running around naked in a robe in an airport going, woo, you might be Ric Flair. All See, right. Priceline, Priceline has round-trip airfare at $317. Why don't you just fucking hit up William Shatner and see if he'll hook you, uh, he'll hook you up, man? Uh, mine white. He ain't got no connections to fucking William Shatner. Well, if anybody knows William Shatner, the Elite Force podcast knows William Shatner. Well, okay, he's met him once, yes. They ain't that tight. Oh, see, there you go. They ain't that tight. Well, he's tighter than I am. Yeah, but didn't they kill Shatner off as the pri- uh, the Priceline negotiator? I don't know, did they? Yeah, yeah. because yeah, because in the new commercial, that chick is having a seance, and she's contacting the Priceline negotiator in a seance. Yeah, but goddammit, William Shatner's the man. He gets you anything. I mean, fuck, go watch Fanboys. He fucking got those guys' fucking blueprints and everything to the fucking Star Wars Skywalker Ranch. Yeah, and, this is true. And he's, he's a Trek captain. Think he's kind of like he's kind of like Morgan Freeman in Shawshank Redemption. He's a man that knows how to get things. What he ships people and takes their cigarettes in fucking prison? What the fuck are you talking now, about? I don't know how he gets them. I'm just telling you, he's a man that knows how to get things. What is Spirit Airlines? I'd be afraid to fly that. Yeah, because you're a spirit after you get on board the motherfucker. Who's got spirit? Yes, we do. I got spirit. How about you? Shut up and fly the plane. I see. Which members of the spirit squad work for that airline? The next one down is JetBlue. I haven't even heard of them. No, I've heard of them. Um, I've heard that they do have good prices, but they're basically the biggest dicks you ever want to deal with. Hey, well, they ain't met the fucking outlaw of the IWC yet. No. I mean, you don't want them putting you in a fucking parachute, you know, over a body of water. Well, I don't know. Is there any water in New York? I don't, I don't there might know. be a couple lakes somewhere in between, but not anything <laughs> major. You know, like the Pacific Ocean or the Atlantic Ocean or anything like that. If they'll like knock off a couple hundred dollars off the price of the ticket to where they don't have to land the plane, I'll jump out and just make sure my parachute works. Might be a couple pools in people's backyard. I don't know where I'd land exactly. Well, I can give you, I can give you the addresses of a couple of pools if you could just time it just right. Or I can get my friends waiting there with one of those big-ass, like, trampoline things you can land on. We can make it happen. No, what Trey needs to do is go to Las Vegas and try to get in with the Flying Elvises and see if he can't get a Flying <laughs> Elvis contract hey, all the way out to I, New York. I interviewed Julio De Niro. There you go. Now, I'm being told from one Philip Mindmite Morris that uh, regarding Shatner, all caps, not getting involved. <laughs> oh, well. Every time I think of the Flying Elvises, I think of that uh, that fucking movie with Nick Cage. Nick God, Cage. what what was the name of that fucking movie? It had James Caan and Nicolas Cage and uh, oh, what the fuck is her name? The chick that's married to Matthew Broderick that was in she, Sex and the City. I actually saw Sarah that Jessica one. Parker. I can't remember the name. Damn. See, I think it's Three Thousand Miles to Graceland. But I think the movie was called like. I don't know, wedding in Vegas or something. That's what it was. Wedding in Vegas. Anyway, Nick uh, Nick Cage is a is a fucking. He's gonna marry Sarah Jessica Parker, and they go to Vegas, and he loses all their money. And James Con basically, you know, he lost all this money to James Con, and he's like, "Well, let me take your girlfriend for the weekend." And he takes her to Hawaii, and so he's it's honeymoon in Vegas. Thank you. And so 
he tries to, to, you know, get to her, and he ends up hooking up with the Flying Elvises. He goes, we're the Flying Elvises, Las Vegas chapter, or Utah chapter. And he jumps out of the fucking <laughs> plane wearing a goddamn Elvis jumpsuit. Fucking great movie. It's from, like, 1991 or 92. Honeymoon what? in Vegas. Thank you. Wasn't Honeymoon in Vegas the one where Billy Joel did some Elvis remakes? He did All Shook Up? Yes, 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 yes. No. Maybe. 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 That's, oh, shit. You got to edit this out. Hopefully no one from WWE Creative is listening. That's Daniel Bryan's third shirt. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Trey, just you gave it out there, buddy. I don't tend to do that. <laughs> Brass Eye is in utter disbelief that you actually know of a movie. That's a first on this program. Apparently, Jay, apparently Jay White from the SNS Facebook page says tonight he's going to drink one beer each for the following people: JJ, myself, and Harmony. The next person listed, I will drink three fingers of rum for, and that would be mine, White. And lastly, one more beer for anyone I forgot to mention. By the way, that post is sponsored by Samuel Adams and Captain Morgan. Please drink responsibly. I think I might have a Samuel Jackson. Yeah, I think I'll have a Samuel Jackson. Now, there's a guy who could book a flight for you. How's it taste, motherfucker? You'll be fine in no time. You'll be fucking fat bitches in no time. See there, I was hoping to set you up for that clip, but I guess we don't have a clip. I, no I, clip? I don't. What, I don't no, clip? no clip. No oh, clip. I, I no don't clip. have it. I probably do somewhere, but I don't have it right now. Maybe next week. What we'll, we'll play it. <clears throat> so, Bronxy, if you go to EarthCam.com and click on Times Square, you'll see the camera that I'm talking about. All right, I'll check it out. I can probably figure out the angle. I, I know Times Square. There's a few of them. I think. I think there's actually more than one. Uh, there's one main one though. Right. And there's one that's, like, animated constantly and another one that's just, like, stills. I have to check that out. Yeah. Mm -mm, bitch! Yes, Yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. Well, I mean, the last thing you want to hear is him. You know, I'm tired of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane when you're on your way here to New York. You know, cobras and shit. Well, you know, it's a a good thing. It's a good thing the chat room's acting nice tonight, so I didn't have to go, I'm tired of these motherfucking chatters in this motherfucking chat room. But they're all being good, so it's all good. So far, so good. I can't bitch at them. Back to the old Zat chat. That's it. See what I did there? I saw that. Got our Twitter pages linked up to it. Yeah. Find out what random bullshit we tweet on Twitter. JJ's more business. I'm more random. Yeah, Trey's liable to talk shit on Twitter to anybody at any given time. (laughs) Eh, Whatever crosses my mind. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you what. Yeah, we're not going to jinx it. I'll tell you what. (laughs) Let's go ahead and uh, we're going to get to some emails here in a second. No, we're not doing Burkina Faso. Shit. No Burkina Faso this week. Damn it. Sensational Sean says, wow, that was horrible, JJ. I'm sorry. I love you, brother, but wow. Shut up, Sean. I will kick you out of my chat room. Shut up. Just shut up. Know your role, jabroni, and shut your mouth. 
Anyway, let's go ahead and uh, hit some emails as I grab the wrong mouse. I hate fucking having two computers. This is awesome. That's my, that's my mouse. Leave it alone. Hello, everybody. Sorry, I'm a little nervous. I've always really wanted to do this. I have received an email. Of course you have an email, you idiot. Just read it. Don't be so angry. You're a good guy now. I will say this. It's better to receive an email than a she-mail. True. I'll take the email any day of the week, folks. Did you see the viral video of the woman that took the shit in the grocery store? <laughs> I'm afraid I must have missed that. Holy shit balls. Wow. There have been, there've been times where I've been out. And I know I gotta go to the bathroom, and so I'm like, I gotta hurry up, get home. This woman just dropped trowel in the middle of an aisle and pooped. God damn! I mean, just clean up on aisle five never meant more in my life. But she just walked around the corner, looked, made sure nobody was coming down the aisle, and dropped her pants and pooped right there. Pulled her pants up and just kept on walking, like, oh, I forgot the carrots. Oh, Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. I got the <laughs> shit, baby. Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. I mean, literally, this bitch just stopped and pooped in the middle of the aisle. And, I mean, kept on trucking, like, didn't miss a beat. When you gotta go, you gotta go. Maze knows what I'm talking about. He saw it. <laughs> she, dropped, Maze saw it. she says she dropped it like nothing happened. I was, I was thinking she dropped it like it was hot. <laughs> yeah. If, if I was on cleanup duty that day, I would be jobless. Attention, cleanup on aisle five. Some bitch just shit in the middle of the aisle. I refused to do a job once where I work where somebody, apparently because of an office dispute, poured piss in somebody else's computer. And they wanted what? me to salvage it. Somebody poured a cup of, I shit you not, I should be fucking shot dead poured a cup of piss in someone's computer and it was quite effective and they're like Can you carry get around data back of off the hard drive i'm like fuck no i'm not touching it <laughs> they, dude they did it they did it no one saw them do it i doubt you know whoever it was he squatted over the computer and pissed but someone threw a cup or a something the computer was filled with piss i'll leave it at that <laughs> that's some fucked up shit yo only in america that could happen to Zimbabwe. You never know. I'm like, Union, I ain't cleaning that shit. See ya. <laughs> I'd be one unemployed motherfucker. <clears throat> wow. That's fucked up, y'all. Yeah. So we will be opening up the phone lines here momentarily. The number to call, 501-588-7957. For your comments, complaints, anything else you want to talk about here on Wrestling News Live. But until we get some phone calls, let's go ahead and do the email. And this first one comes to us from <clears throat> Andy. Hey, guys, it's Andy from Bolton, England. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> if this has been discussed on tonight's show, I'm writing this at 11 p.m. my time, so the show won't actually have started. I just want to talk a little bit about the Triple H Brock feud, why I think the buildup has been very lackluster, and what I would have done to gather a little more interest. Since Brock broke Triple H's arm, all that has happened is Triple H has challenged him to a match at SummerSlam. Heyman said no. Then at Raw 1000, Heyman said no. But he eventually says yes. Then Triple H and Brock had a little scrap. 
Now at Raw 1000, with the five members of DX and Brock all in the building, Brock could have taken out Waltman, Billy Gunn, and Road Dog over the course of the evening, which would anger Triple H and give him a psychological advantage. Well, not really, because that was the first time we'd seen them in fucking ten years on Raw. So, yeah. I don't really know that would have made any difference. Triple H would be like, "Oh, Sean, I guess there's two of us again." <clears throat> that's just that's just my idea there, right? But uh, Brock could have taken out Waltman, Billy Gunn, Road Dog over the course of the evening, which would anger Triple H, give him a psychological advantage. Now, last night's Raw, I think they really dropped the ball. I know Brock assaulting HBK would be a pretty predictable thing to do, but why not have him do that when Triple H looking for Brock backstage? Brock could then jump him and threaten Stephanie. Then next week, we have Triple H take out Heyman. At SummerSlam, though, Brock still has to go over, but at some point in the match when you think Brock is cruising to a victory, have HBK jump in and give Brock the sweet chin music, kind of like when Arn Anderson spinebustered The Undertaker in Ric Flair's match with him at WrestleMania 18. But with what they have currently done, even though I know the match will be great, the story isn't really pulling me in. What are your thoughts, guys? Well, this email has ran a little longer than I would thought, so keep up the good work, Andy. Trey, I'll let you take this one first. Um, I agree somewhat that, you know, Brock showed up, broke Triple H's arm, and then Triple H just came back and challenged him. You know, let's say Brock goes over, then Triple H never gets his comeuppance or his comeback. Um, I personally like where they're going with this. Yeah, I would have tweaked it a little bit here or there. Um, I think by them just verbally mentioning the way Triple H and Stephanie raised their kids, that's not nearly enough of a knock on their personal life to really get Triple H that much more motivated than he should have been from the broken arm. Now, had Paul Heyman or, you know, had, had, had Triple H gone backstage on Raw 1000 to uh, take the guys from DX backstage and have a reunite, you know, a reunion with Stephanie, you know, they, hey, let's go, let's go see what Stephanie's doing. All right, let's go say hi. All right, come on, let's go. Her office is right down here. And then she's laid out cold and the office is a wreck. Because Heyman and, and fucking Lesnar put their hands on her and, and, and knocked her out or did whatever. Then, yeah, the fight's fucking on for sure then. You know what I mean? Um, but, I mean, other than that, they've done pretty good. And I am interested in it. I'm curious to see what they do with Sean and his involvement. Because now he's going to be at ringside. So, who knows? But as far as interest goes, I'm interested in it. <clears throat> Bronx, what would you do different, if anything? I'm interested in it, um, but you still have one more Raw. I mean, it depends if HBK would want this. I mean, I could see some shit like next week. Paul Heyman grabs a hold of Triple H, like, you know, just in the locker room or in the back or something and says, you know, I told you you didn't want this, damn it. I told you you didn't want this. I have no idea where he is. I told you you were making a big mistake. And the next thing you see is fucking Brock at Triple H, uh, excuse me, HBK's you know, ranch or home, taking him out in his own home. You know, something similar to the Austin, um, oh, God. Pillman. Yeah, Pillman has a gun, you know, but not as violent, of course, a more PG version of it. I could see something like that. Um, I think Triple H is pissed off enough, but I kind of agree. One more little push to really drive Triple H into a frothing rage. I like your idea with, you know, Steph, too. That would that would work out for me as well. For me personally, I think their build-up is fine. Uh, 
I wouldn't change anything at this point. I think that they did the right thing last night with with Lesnar and HBK, where he said, "I'll see you at SummerSlam, and I'll see you before then." You know, so I'm. I think that the story's going to come out that he does beat up Shawn Michaels, and that's going to incense Triple H. So for me, I mean, it's it's kind of a no brainer. Uh, we didn't really get to see Brock and Triple H previously in the WWE. If you remember, when Brock was the undisputed champion and Triple H was the number one contender. Stephanie signed him to an exclusive deal with SmackDown, and they never had the match between the two, and that's why Eric Bischoff gave Triple H the World Heavyweight Championship as the champion on Raw. So we really never had that uh, that big clash between Lesnar and Triple H in the WWE, and I, for one, am looking forward to it. And the whole point of the matter, he broke his arm, has set everything up. I, I think it's going away. I think it's it's going pretty well. It's, that's just my take on it. I'm, I don't have a problem with it. I wouldn't mind it so far as to seeing, you know, them do a deal next week where Shawn Michaels hits Heyman with the sweet chin music and pisses off Brock Lesnar. You know, yeah. I mean, add add some fuel to Brock's fire. No, possibly. It's been all it's been all Triple H so far. Wow, I haven't even thought of it from that angle, but. That would, yeah. And have Brock looking for revenge the whole show, trying to find Triple H. And then maybe you do a double take. Maybe then Brock somehow runs into HBK or runs into Stephanie or runs into someone near and dear to Triple H and said, all right, you want to beat the shit out of someone I care about? And him, you know, put fuel on both their fires. I just don't think there's enough time. I don't know. Well, I, I could see early in the night next week on Raw, Shawn Michaels coming out and saying, you know, I was cut off last week. and I didn't get to say everything I wanted to say. So they've asked me to come back this week and, and clue you all in. So here's where I stand, blah, 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 blah. He starts talking. Brock's music hits. Shawn's like, what the hell? Heyman comes out and says, look, it's early. Brock has yet to arrive. But you don't scare me, and I'm here to tell you what I think of you, and blah, 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 blah. And Sean gives Paul Heyman the sweet chin music, walks out of the ring and goes backstage. Lesnar arrives, sees the footage before the night's over with. Brock takes out Sean, and that's how you end Raw. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, We do have another email I want to go to real quick. Uh, The phone lines, by the way, folks, are open, so if you want to call in, Please do. Otherwise, we're wrapping the show here pretty quick. Um, this one comes to us from L Train. Hey, yo, guys. Good new look on the SNS site, although Mindwipe forgot a cardinal rule of wrestling. You don't put a countdown clock up unless it's to interrupt a promo from The Rock with 10 seconds left. <laughs> Decent Raw last night and the whole Shawn Michaels appreciation night sparked a question that has bugged me for a few months regarding different people to watch, which I'd like your guys' feedback on. Um, I know there are many people who are sad that we don't get to see Sean wrestle and how it helps the E bringing in Sean for the Triple H Brock storyline and a little ratings bump in general. But it's overkill to see guys like Sean back so frequently. Last night reminded me of Edge Appreciation Night last year. It was a sad shock he had to retire, but something that soon seemed so quick when he was just there. It seems the same with HBK. How do we miss him when he's really never gone? and just pops up every few months. I'm not trying to hate on Michaels, but am I wrong for this train of thought? No pun intended, of course. Love the end of last week's show, and if I am possibly psychic, I sure couldn't have predicted Burkina Faso return that night. 
Thanks, J.J. Trey and Mahala Madukilo or whoever it was last week. And if I ever have an African tribe gimmick, gimmick in wrestling, I want Trey to sing the Lion King song as my theme music. Till next week, peace, L-Train. The difference in Sean being there every once in a while is that he's not on the road every day. He goes weeks and weeks and weeks at a time where he's at home and doing his hunting and fishing show from his ranch. So at, you know, 5 o'clock when the bell whistle and the whistle, you know, rings, he's at home with Mama and the kids eating supper. Not on the road or in a hotel or traveling with the wrestlers. Big difference. Big, big difference. Sorry, I'm trying something real quick. Trying something? Yes, I am. Uh-oh. I'm scared. should. Well, yeah, I mean, Sean, it seems to me that he will never break. You know, it's interesting. I always thought about that because I won't. Under Sean physically, I think probably would have that one more match or a few more matches, but I think he's a guy who's going to honor that. I don't think can even wrestle one. Well, I mean, maybe a year or two down the line where the IWC won't shit all over it on the way they are. Well, right now he's already come out and said that he wouldn't mind having one more match. I'm, I've already read that this week. Hmm. But, you know, they made the point in the chat room that they were in San Antonio last night. How do we know that they didn't film a segment with Brock at Shawn Michaels' home that they'll air next week? That's true, or even a segment in the arena. I mean, if you do it in the right place, you don't got people don't got to know what arena it is. Right. I mean, you know, I just think I can't see Brock making that statement without you getting some kind of go- hell with Twitter and the internet the way it is. Trade you even see them like during the week or over the weekend like at some type of event or something you put it all over Twitter all over Facebook all over WWE.com by God you know Shawn Michaels attacked by Brock Lesnar this weekend or you know something like that they might even go that route the lazy route just to keep you know the internet media shit going it's possible but uh you know, the, the WWE is a visual world. They're gonna want a visual. They're gonna want. They're gonna want to see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I can see that. I don't know. It's just you only got like, wow. What do we got now? Let's see. Four today. Twelve days left. Well, I know that it's going to be interesting either way. And again, they're selling this pay-per-view on this match. So to everybody who thinks the Lesnar thing was a waste of money, now you're seeing why they did it. Cause other than that match, is anybody else looking forward to SummerSlam? Well, I mean, what are the matches so far? We've got the triple threat, which I'm intrigued. I mean, I'm not going to say that I'm completely interested, but I'm, I'm intrigued. Sheamus and Del Rio again. Which which I want to see because I really want Del Rio to uh, to actually win. I, I really do, too, do, but I just don't know that's going to happen. Yeah, Kane versus Daniel Bryan, which I, I just, that one I kind of don't get. I mean, Well, that's, that's punishment from AJ, though. That's the thing. True. Well, tell you what, guys, let's, let's go to the phone lines real quick. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this? This is um, DJ, actually. What's up, dude? 
Not much. How are you gentlemen doing this fine Tuesday night? Pretty good so far. How are you? You know, enjoy. Uh, actually hating the El Paso heat down here. It's like mm. 100 degrees and, you know, it sucks ass. Well, I'm in Oklahoma, so I can relate. Yeah. So about this SummerSlam card, the only match that's, int- that's really intriguing me is Bork Laser versus Triple H. Bork Laser. Orkland. See, and, and again, this is yeah, and you're not alone. I mean, this, this is this is the bread and butter for a lot of people's SummerSlam. And again, I go back to uh, the pay per view with Brock and John Cena, and and it was the most talked about match on that card. This is the most talked about match on this card, and I'm sure whenever it comes down to it, Taker and Brock at Mania will be well talked about then as well. And you know. Vince is sitting back laughing and counting his stacks of money, even though he made a stupid, ridiculous, stupid offer to Brock, it's going to pay off in the end. Uh, yeah, but he just lost $500 million, so I think, you know, he has to he has to get his investors back into, you know, give more trust to this company. And I think maybe Triple H will be taking over in about two to three years, give or take. You know, I got a feeling that until Vince is laid to rest, this is always going to be Vince's company. Yeah. I just have a feeling that he's always going to be the guy that makes the final decision until he's no longer with us. And at that time, then, yeah, I think Brock, I think, or not Brock, but Triple H will be grandfathered in. All right, so if you could... If you could book WrestleMania 29 right now, oh shit! Give me your co-main event and your main event. That's it. Who would it be? My co-main event. My main event for WrestleMania. Mine or where I think they're gonna go? Well, let's go where you think you're gonna go, where the company wants to go, and then yours. I think where the company's going to go is somewhere along the lines of, of Rock Cena 2 with the title on the line somehow, either as John Cena as champ or I could see the Rock winning at, at, at Royal Rumble and John Cena winning the Royal Rumble. Um, where they are, where that, that's where I think they're going to go with that one. Um, I also think they're going to end up with Brock and Taker. Um, where would I like to see them go? All right, fellow, fellows, feel free to jump in on this one. Wow. Um, I'm, I'm almost to the point where I think see, it won't work. It won't work because of the rumble thing. I wouldn't even mind, and I know it, we don't know if it's Undertaker's final mania or not. I'd love to see Rock and Taker again main event. And I read a while ago that was a, a rumor, a possible way to go. I really don't want to see Rock Cena too. I well, mean, that would be awesome as your main event. For a co-main event, man, I, I don't know. That one is a lot trickier. I don't know. JJ? I'd like to see Austin CM Punk. Oh, Wow. Well, you know, the funny thing is Undertaker at that FCW event was approached by a fan and said that he goes to WrestleMania every year just to see the Undertaker have a match. And Taker said something to the effect of, well, don't make any plans for April. He goes, we'll see what happens. 
So mm. take that for what you will. He could have been I'd also working like the guy. to see Dolph Ziggler the man in that. Well, and I think you'll get your chance in the next year. I mean, he's already primed to be the, the next champion. That's why he's got money in the bank. I'd like to see... I'd like to see CM Punk with the belt and Dolph chasing it and Dolph winning at WrestleMania. Maybe, uh, I don't know about this year, maybe next year. Well, there's a, little, I mean, there's a lot of time between now and Mania, so you could do anything, but I'd like to see him get rid of Vicky first. Well, yeah, I think, I think Dolph Ziggler and all, you know, I've said this several times. I think Dolph needs to turn babyface and get rid of Vicky. You know, and, and I, I still love the idea of a super group involving Del Rio and Vicky and Ricardo and Hunico and Camacho and any other random Latino you could throw in there. That's racist. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> All right. That's what I'm talking about. Maybe they can protect Rosa from getting her ass. Oh. Yeah, Rosa could use the help, too. She could use a bodyguard. Hell, yeah. Um, I think Dolph might cash in the man, uh, his briefcase at SummerSlam. It's bound to happen. See, well, I don't I think mean, so. I don't if, think so. If you're if you're Dolph Ziggler, of course he's. Does he have to cash in for Sheamus's belt, or can he cash it in on CM Punk's belt? Supposedly, it's for Sheamus's belt, right? But I think when you win a Money in the Bank contract, it should be for either or belt. Right, I do too. And if I'm sitting there holding Money in the Bank, I'm waiting till this triple threat's over and cashing that bitch in. I mean, personally, I'd love to see Dolph cash in at WrestleMania. I think that Dolph needs to be the guy. That says, you know what, I'm cashing this in at WrestleMania. Like, yeah. I'm talking at the Royal Rumble. He comes out, you know, say he goes and, and attempts to win the Royal Rumble, and he comes out short. And the next night on Raw, he says, you know what? It doesn't matter who won the Royal Rumble. I'm cashing my money in the bank in, and I'm taking this guy on. Yeah. That's what Dolph needs to do. I like or he, should, he should come out and say, you know, I tried to win the Royal Rumble. I came up a little bit short, but here's the deal. I'm cashing this money in the bank in at WrestleMania. So, Mr. Money in the or Mr. Royal Rumble winner, if you pick the wrong person, you're going to be putting yourself into a three-way. Just letting you know right up front. Woogie Cakes, that's not acceptable. Sin card does not mean wet back. That's just wrong. It means bad spot. Botch. Botch. Botch landing. Bad wow. Woogie Cakes. Bad. So, does that answer your question, DJ? Oh, yeah, that answers my question. I'm actually thinking about going to the Royal Rumble in Arizona in January. It's like four hours away from here. So there you go. Well, well, talk to me when you want to go to WrestleMania, man. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm going to be the only motherfucker from SNS at WrestleMania. What's, yeah, what's but you go all the way to New York City. And New York City. Uh, Get a rope. I'll think about it. Let's read you. All right, you gentlemen have a good night. Uh, fuck the heat, and I'll talk to you next week. All right, man. All right, man. We'll talk to you later. Later. All right. On that note, I think we're just going to wrap things up, folks, because I'm tired, I'm hungry, and I want to go spend time with, with my wife. So, quite frankly, and there's been I'm no phone calls. So I'm tired, I'm hungry, and I want to go to work. So there we go. On time. Yeah. So we're going we're gonna to end it a little early. Well, actually, a little on time this week, believe yeah. it or not. I really want to, like, shorten the shows down a little bit. I don't want it to be three hours every week. Right. It's getting kind of crazy. The archive will be up sometime tomorrow night, folks. I do work. When I get home, it'll be taken care of. So, those of you that were looking for an archive right after the show, not going to happen tonight. JJ's working for the man every night and day. Yep. I got got to put the job that actually pays me ahead of the one that doesn't. Sorry. Yep. 
as they're arresting Bronx. Yep. Don't ever do that again, Bronx. See what happens when you sing? You get arrested. Yeah, I know. As soon as I sang, they arrived. So if my door gets broken down for some type of obscure uh, singing violation that our idiot fucking moron of a mayor made, you'll know what happened. There you go. You know, Bronx, if we were on American Idol, do you know what Simon would have said about your performance? Mm, I can imagine. Mm. Yes. That there was you quite go. frankly. I, knew I couldn't go one night without one of them. That was quite <laughs> frankly the worst thing I've ever heard. It sounded like two black chicks dropping trout in the middle of a supermarket and taking a big shit. <laughs> My favorite part was the end. No, not the part where you were just the end where it was over. That was the best part. They didn't even wipe. Nope, just picked up their pants and kept on trucking. Wow. That's nasty, dude. I'm talking step, 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 looked over her shoulder, pulled her pants down, went, pulled them right back up, step, 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 kept on walking. I mean, at least shit in one of the plants and try to fertilize it. I mean, come on, on the floor. It was like, it was like, I can only imagine what was going through this woman's head, but it was something I imagined like this. Oh, my God, oh, my God, I got to go to the bathroom so, so bad. Oh, my God, oh, my God. Uh, Let's see, this aisle's clear, okay. All right, Ooh, I forgot to get some bread oh, and carrots. I better go get some bread and get some carrots and go check out. Now, for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, we actually did reference this news story a little earlier on the program, so I was just told my my comment was inappropriate. I'm sorry if I offended you, but move the fuck on. So, yeah, yeah she just walked down the aisle, took her a dump, picked up her pants, kept on walking, but she did at least look over her shoulder to check the dump out. Yeah, I mean, if J.J. offended anyone, I have this tiny violin that I keep in my ass. I can pull it out and play it for you. I'm, I'm not going to lose any sleep tonight. Sorry. <laughs> so on that note, we are going to get the hell out of here. Make sure you listen to all the programs here on the SNS Radio Network, the brand new SNS Radio Network. And again, a big thanks to, to uh, Philip Mindwipe Morris for all the work he put into the website this weekend. Uh, I can't thank that guy enough. Ah, sigh of relief. It's like a plague has been lifted, folks. I told you it was internet chemo. Internet chemo is true. Wow. <laughs> so on that note, again, I think uh, we're going to have a live show on Thursday. I think Bronx is hosting TNA Chat Live, I think, right? Yes, he is. Baptism by fire. Bronx? The show will go fine as long as you don't drop trowel and shit right in the middle of the chat room, okay? No, no, I'm ready, baby. I'm ready. I will get all my shitting out of the way before the show. But don't worry. If you do, just tell Anthony Farley to come clean it up with the mop. He'll, he'll make sure he does it. And if he doesn't, hit him in the fucking kneecaps. He learns. I'll hit him with my little violin. There you go. Sure, why not? <laughs> and I think Friday we're going to have a, an episode of The Open Book Live, so check that out, too. And don't forget all the podcasts here on the SNS Radio Network. Shows like the Elite Force Podcast, the Midweek Addiction. The Midweek Addiction? addiction. Yes. Yes. You two could be like Randy Orton and have an addiction to the Midweek Elite that's Force a, Podcast. That's a buzzer. That's a buzzer. Oh, fuck. God damn it. <laughs> now I'm tied with Bronx for one buzzer. What the fuck, man? Addiction. Make sure you listen to the Elite Force Podcast, the Midweek Addiction. <laughs> God damn it, I did it again. <laughs> and now you're in the lead. Brett Michaels. 
This is, this is like the blooper reel. Okay. Let's try this again. Take three. Podcast roll call. Action. And make sure you listen to shows like the Elite Force Podcast, the Midweek Edition with Chuck W. We got it right. And also the Weekend Edition, which you might be addicted to, with Walkie and Mindwipe. Don't forget shows like Beyond the Bell, the whole indie show, Running the Ropes with Crelly and Maverick. What am I missing, folks? And not only that, this Sunday, TNA's JJ, if you could do this for me, I'd be forever grateful. Hardcore justice. That's right, folks. Make sure you tune in to Sunday night for Sunday night showdown as the TNA crew returns. The Trey Dog, the Bronx Father. They're going to be covering. Hardcore justice. Hardcore justice. All right. Live on pay-per-view, folks. Check it out. This Sunday, right here, SNS Radio Network. Be there, be square. Just don't shit your pants. And make sure you do all your voting for the pay-per-view prediction-wise on 4down.org. And hey, if you don't know where the site is, you can actually access it from this website. Right on, right on. Right on the main page. Get the fuck out of here. And if you don't, you might get a Barrett Barrage. And you probably need to re-sign up for iTunes. If you're an iTunes subscriber, you'll probably need to re-sign up to our new feed. Yes, because I just reinstated a new feed. So it's not the old feed, it's the new feed. Make sure that you subscribe to the brand new feed. And you can do that at the top of the page you're on right now. And if you have the external player uh, file saved, your PLS file for Winamp and RealPlayer and all your favorite external players, make sure you re-download that as well. And uh, you can hear us loud and clear. And on that note, we're going to kick it over to JSK, and we're going to end the night with a little smashing pumpkins. Oh, yeah. I said it. So, JSK. Billy Corgan's a big wrestling fan. He is. JSK, take us out of here. We'll catch you next week for another thrilling episode of Wrestling News Live, exclusively right here on the SNS Radio Network. Say good night, Trey. Good night, Trey. Cool. With that being said, thank you very much for listening to the show. Thanks for everybody uh, that participates in the forum boards, and thanks for everybody participating in the chat room. Until next week, peace, 420, kiss my ass. Good night, white people. I'm out.
I got more buzzers than fucking Brogs. What the fuck? How does that shit happen, really? is not affiliated with the WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, or any other professional wrestling and or entertainment companies and exclusive to the SNS Radio Network. Konnichiwa, bitches. I'm out. No.